Hi. Hi. So I'm excited for today's topic. I'm excited too because it's fun, flirty. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It is definitely a spicy topic. <laughs> and I guess I want to preface, guys, like, I don't know, like, I think our topic today could seem a bit like oh that's so what is it called when you're just going off of like the buzz of what's trending like and mainstream stuff? yes that's the word but i want to just preface that i feel like particularly this show aka love is blind that's what we're talking about today has a lot we can learn from and i think i i hope that if you did watch it or even listening to this are like intrigued by it that like you see how like we can learn from these relationships or we can learn from like i feel like some shows like really do teach us what not to do <laughs> and also sometimes what to do so I that's agree. my hope i think i really like this show because they're all the couples are so different. I'm actually going to read a little summary of what the show's even about. Okay. For those of you who have never seen it. Um, also, I did want to say we're going to specifically talk about season three. So if you've never watched it, I would say watch one, two, three. Yeah. But, okay, so let's see. I have never read this summary. So let's see what it says. Okay. It says the series follows 15 men and 15 women. So that's like in the beginning. Um, all from the same metropolitan area, which is Texas, right? I think they're based in Texas. I think they changed, though, because the first oh. one was in Chicago. Oh, you're right. You're and right. then they did a different location, too. So this is this location, this season is Texas. That? Okay. I want to go back to that. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, they're all from the same metropolitan area, hoping to find love. For 10 days, the men and women date each other in purpose-built pods, so they can't see each other. 10 days? Yeah. 10 days, the men and women date each other in purpose-built pods where they can talk to each other through a speaker but not see each other. So it's literally all based on emotional connection, personality, see if you vibe with each other, for lack of a yeah. better word. And then if the guy proposes, they are able to see each other. And like this summary says, it's 15 women, 15 men, but not everyone you know, gets a couple or is mm -hmm. proposed to. So in season three, there was only five couples, which we want to talk about. Anyway, dude, I wanted to talk about, I did not know, I feel like it just clicked that they're all from the same area. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of like the Bachelor, Bachelorette. How they're all like, scattered. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that is like the one thing that kind of sets them up <laughs> to stay together because I feel like location is huge. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so kind of shocked smart. by 10 days. I thought it was longer no dude 10 days that's not even full two weeks no why don't they make it 14 days that's one, so weird one thing i did want to point out though is the host the guy and the girl uh -huh. they make it known i feel like in every episode they say this is an experiment yeah and so they're literally like you guys are an experiment yeah and i love that they say it for what it is because they're not trying to say like this is how you find love it's like let's see if you can mm. find love of course, it gets messy because at the end of the day, it is a show. Yes. And I think also messy because at the end of the day, it is a very different way to find love. 
And I guess before we go on, I want to know, do you actually think it is a successful way to find love? Let me tell you what I think. (laughs) Honestly, this reminds me of um, couple arrangements or what is it called? Oh, yeah. Like um, when you mean the parents. Yeah, arranged marriages. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Um, I have a friend, Monalina. Hi, Monalina. Hey. Okay, so she taught me, like, she's Bengali. In her culture, there's arranged marriages and then love marriages. A love marriage, it's, like, what we consider normal. Uh, Mm -hmm. You meet someone, get to know them, then later you get married. That's, like, a love marriage for them because it's, like, spontaneous for them. And she's told me in the arranged marriage, it's, like, the family scene for themselves if, like, their people are compatible And then once you get married, that's when you get to know each other. So this show really reminds me of like that arranged marriage where I feel like once you get to know your partner along the way, it can work. But I would assume that you would have more conflict in the beginning rather than going through like a honeymoon stage. You know, now that you said that, I feel like I piece together why this way of finding love has shown to be very messy i feel like people come in understanding that it's very similar to the pace of an arranged marriage and i think they come in first like yes i'm i'm willing to go through this experiment find love in a different way but then when they're actually meeting people and then they actually propose they expect it to be a love marriage they expect the same stages of a love marriage and then that's when things get weird because they're like oh i'm just so confused it's like maybe you're confused because you're expecting to feel or to be at a pace with this person that it normally takes months let alone years till you propose to really feel um and i wonder if like if the mindset was more of like because arranged marriages are more about commitment they're more about like we don't need to even like each other we just need to choose to be with each other to stand each other you know and you know what's interesting love is a choice yeah anyway sorry and i was gonna say sometimes it's really beautiful how love grows through that commitment that you make every day and there the love marriage is different because sometimes i feel like especially nowadays it's like too fleeting like it lacks commitment like if love and sparks are gone it's like well I guess this isn't right anymore and I I mean I think you do need to find the happy medium but I wonder if with love is blind some relationships just get messy and end quickly because they're like they're expecting it to be like they want it to feel like a normal relationship when it's just not normal and i feel like they understand it's not a normal one but in the back of their head they're still expecting it to be consciously yes yeah and i don't know i you know what i actually wonder before we get into the couples i wonder how these people are picked for the show i feel like a lot of people on the show could easily find a significant other in the real world so part of me is like Do you, like, really understand the commitment to be with someone? Because I feel like a lot of them do just want to be on TV, but then they're like, oh, crap. Like, I proposed to someone. And then, I don't know. So I feel like that also gets messy of 
I want to be on TV and I want to show and like blah, blah, blah. But then you're committed to someone and then you're maybe second guessing. I don't know, dude. If I think overall the show, just like the fact that it's a show, makes it messy. Because mm-hmm. I wonder if there are no cameras and they still went along with this experiment. Like, how would it be different? Also, I think, too, it's like really edited. And yes, I've heard this before with reality TV. Like you have to make a narrative like even though it's supposed to be like very what do you call it like organic and just like off cut there is a certain narrative that the producers are trying to give just to keep you entertained and so I feel like we're also not really getting the whole like I don't know maybe what's messy for us maybe wasn't that like messy but because they showed us like the high intense moments to create a narrative we're like oh my gosh like this is like a mess but i don't know there's a lot too that's unseen and i think with as we talk about each couple like having grace of like we don't really know yeah and like even in the summary it said they get to know each other in the pods for 10 days i think that is accurate it's 10 days and then after 10 days you get proposed to or not but after that you're engaged right Mm -hmm. and then they do i feel like have a lot of alone time and then they meet everyone remember yeah like they go on a trip and they meet Meet all the couples that gets messy too that's literally when they i've noticed that the moment they meet everyone it's like it's just not it just that's when everything goes downhill (laughs) because they start having second thoughts and then they see the people like other people they spoke to in the pods Let's just get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. I have this um, article. It's kind of funny. It's called um, They're Ranking the Couples (laughs) by like Least Chaotic to More Chaotic. Okay, that's interesting. But so number five is Least Chaotic Alexa and Brennan. Yeah. So like for sure. You want to go into that couple first? Yeah. Um, I actually think they were a couple that, okay. I'm a weirdo, and I actually saw a series where a therapist analyzed these couples. I'm going to watch those. Too. Dude, it's so interesting. Um, You know what? It's me doing, like, kind of homework um, for my own, <laughs> my own school. Just kidding. But she basically said that she notices the couples that are most successful in this show are the ones that say, like, this person or no one else like if this person does not propose to me or if i'm not with this person then i'm not gonna continue in the show that they tend to do the best i wonder why that's like maybe because it is such an interesting way to find love that the only way for it to really work is to have a a lot of confidence and certainty in your decision Mm -hmm. so when you see other people or everything you're like no like i knew this person from the very beginning and we noticed that with them Mm. right away they were both kind of like, it's you. And I think she mentioned later, the uh, what's her name? Alexa. Alexa. She was like, I was going to leave. I only stayed because of him. Like she was missing her family she, and she only stayed for him. And he literally from the very beginning broke it off with like Colleen mm-hmm. and was also just like fully her. And there and we see it throughout the whole series of the least chaotic. They just knew like they were just eyes for each other. And that's it. I'm going to do a little spoiler, people. So skip like five seconds right now. But Alexa and Brennan end up getting married. Mm-hmm. And I will say I was surprised about that. Really? Yes. Because Why? 
I feel like in the pods, I was like, dude, they are so for each other. And like, he's going to propose to her. And I was like confident in that. Mm-hmm. But then as the show progressed and I got to know them a little better, I feel, okay, so a little background. Alexa is more like, I would say girly girl. She's Israeli. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like her friend group is more on the bougie side. I was going to say that, Her yeah. family as well. And then when we were getting to know Brennan, even when we met his family, he's more like boy country next boy. Yeah. yeah, like super chill. Like, let's sit back, read a book on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And she's more like, let's go get brunch, have mimosas. Like, that's kind of yes. like what I found. So I was like, I don't know if in real life they'd be compatible. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when they're together one-on-one, they are. But what this show shows us, too, is that family, friends are huge components Mm. in your relationship. But they honestly surprised me that they got married because I feel like when they saw each other's worlds, it was so different. So different. Yeah. I do feel like I wonder what the future holds for them if they will last because they have drastically different lifestyles. I know that their personalities really aligned. Yes, but I'm saying like one-on-one because you remember when he met her friends and they were like eating dinner or something? Uh-huh. It was just like not the vibe. Like mm. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He seems all, yeah, he seems like his personality is very different from his friends, from her friends. We'll see. We'll see. I did. Okay, even though I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I knew they were going to get married because he converted. No, he didn't. He didn't? Later, it was confirmed that he didn't. <laughs> well, on the show, people, they yeah, showed that like, he yeah. converted to Judaism. He wanted to, but I think at the end of the day, he chose not to. But maybe that shows why they're working out, that like they that wasn't even the biggest issue. They didn't make a big deal about it. Like, merging their worlds, they weren't too like strict about, like, you have to be like this. Yeah. I don't know, man, but all in all, they were the less chaotic. <laughs> they were. They were very much, to sum it up, they were super sure about each other. They, like, throughout the whole season, like, there was really never conflict between them. They just always were the couple that was, like, yeah, like, no drama, no side person or jealousy or anything. Yeah. So that's them. Mm-hmm. All right. Next couple raven and sk oh my gosh raven and sk they were my favorite couple and also the one that made me so sad angry happy all these emotions Dude, the wedding day i guess the mom guys in the, during the wedding when sk was gonna say like he was like asked if he like wanted to say i do she literally worded it before he did. I saw that. She was like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally like, oh my gosh, she really wants this. And he said, I do not. He said, I do not. <laughs> Can you believe? And guys, this couple was like, sure, in the beginning, they were kind of like not too like close. They were having a bit of intimacy issues, but then it really did grow and progress. And I think a lot of people were almost like rooting for them because they were like the underdog couple that you thought couldn't get there. And then you saw get there. But going back to like the therapist analysis, 
they like I saw two therapists that talked about it and they both were saying that like they were very concerned about Raven's avoidance. I was concerned for that as well. Yeah, that from the very beginning it seems really iffy and like it was almost I think they were saying like it just didn't seem like SK could really they felt like SK said no because her inability to like merge with his life like she was very stubborn about like even merging like homes like she wouldn't refuse to like leave her apartment her lifestyle for him and they were like kind of highlighting things i didn't even see like all those things probably led sk to like say like this probably isn't the best decision to make right now because it seems like there's not full commitment i feel like we need to backtrack a bit and say a little bit about them okay raven is this beautiful fit is she black she's half she's a mix so black and white okay that's her um like super curly hair she loves pilates i think she started her youtube channel dude yeah i like pilates um sk is african yeah he's nigerian okay ethiopian yes he is nigerian you're right yeah um he's all about like education he's mm-hmm. getting his phd really smart super smart he said he was gonna go to berkeley i think for grad school or like a phd like yeah. master's or phd mm-hmm. um so that's i feel like on the get-go like they were on different trains where she was like pursuing her fitness lifestyle and pilates yeah. instructor and he was like i'm going to school dude so i feel like that's initially where they were she was like i'm not moving because mm-hmm. berkeley's in california and they're from texas yeah and honestly dude at first i was like iffy about them because just of her avoidance and Mm -hmm. i feel like she dude in the beginning she actually really bugged me because i felt like she was really judgmental like anything he would do she would question and be like why do you do that or like that's weird i feel like i want to give a little preface on what attachment style i think she is because this will make a lot of sense I think Raven is, as we were saying, the avoidant attached person and their self-esteem is super high and they see others as very low. Um, But that's also kind of a defense mechanism. What is the attachment? Avoidance. So as I saw her moving through all these areas, it's almost like selfish. But she genuinely thought because she she thought so highly of herself, like, I'm not going to sacrifice all these things for you she thinks lowly of others and i know that seems like ugh, like but always remember these attachments are based on wounds like some somehow she learned that she had to fend for herself and she had to take care of herself first because no one else did so now she definitely is very protective of her stuff and herself but also that's it's almost like that like hey like that helped you survive when you were a kid but like it's not helping you now this person is actually a safe person and they want to like make like merge lives together they want to take care of you as well but she's struggling to trust in that yes and i feel like that's why i was confused when he said no at the altar because i feel like he was constantly reassuring her like we can make this work if you don't want to move like i'll help you pay your rent and like just stuff like that and then she actually surprised me later down you know the show as it progressed where i could tell like she'd really miss him when they weren't hanging out 
or do you remember like the bachelor the bachelorette party yeah and she was like not having fun and she was like i just want to be with my fiance i was like dude she's totally gonna say yes like she's so in it um and there were like a few moments like that where i feel like oh even like there was like a pool party guys and other people were kind of flirting with each other and she was just like no like i'm with sk and like Mm -hmm. i chose him and very confident Mm -hmm. um and so i was like dude yeah like they're totally gonna make it and then he said no Mm -hmm. and i think the biggest issue with the cultural differences is that sk's mom was like you know a nigerian wife has to like always have food Mm -hmm. and like cook these specific foods and have this role this specific role and she was just kind of like uh that was (laughs) so not her it was not her at all and like to me it even surprised me that she was willing to say yes and then he said no Mm -hmm. yeah that was pretty hard to watch it was so sad but at the end of the day i'm glad he did it because i'm just gonna say this although raven is somebody i like really like grew to like I hope it was a wake-up call for her that, like, you can't marry someone if you're distancing yourself like this. I feel like we all need to have, in in a way, a wake-up call of how, like, our defense mechanisms are also not helping us. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of things that help to survive as children, and we need to also be, like, how do I wear this? They help to survive as children, but they're not helping us now. And we sometimes need these brutal moments to remind us, like, why we need to stop, reflect on our life, and see how we can grow and learn about ourselves, learn how to, like, let go of these wounds, how to seek healing and stuff. I hope for Raven, she kind of got this wake-up call of, like, wow, I, I put up so many walls. Yes, and they're not serving her anymore. Exactly. They're not yeah. serving her anymore, and... I think wake-up calls like that is mostly a wake-up call. Like, dude, open your heart. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have all these walls up because it's not serving you. No. And sadly, a lot of people who have the avoidant attachment, it's just, like, sad because it is one of those attachment styles that, like, because distance and staying away from people is, like, a, a way to protect yourself. Like, how are you going to find community in people if you're running away from them? Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. All right. Well, maybe we'll speed it up a bit. Okay. Um, next is Colleen and Matt. Ooh. Colleen? Colleen? Colleen. Um, I feel like we can go quickly with this couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not going to lie, guys. This couple came out of nowhere. I'm just going to say it. Matt was not the second choice. Matt was the third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I just want to say something off the bat, dude. Colleen. Colleen? Colleen. Colleen. My goodness. Colleen. Colleen is a ballerina. Okay, honestly, dude, I'm going to be so honest. Everyone was like, she's so hot. And I was like, I think she looks kind of average. <laughs> not going <laughs> to lie. And then, so whatever. I, I honestly, I felt like she was very insecure. And I just felt like she wanted a yes from anyone, which turned me off because I was like, you just so badly wanted to be proposed to that you didn't even care who it was. I don't know. So that really bugged me. And then second, Matt, he was married before, had been divorced. So I feel like he had so many wounds and um, just were, was more cautious with picking a girl because he's like, dude, I've been through this. And 
honestly, the fact that he was married and divorced and then went on the show mm-hmm. kind of threw me off. Because if he yeah. knew, like, the magnitude of the commitment, because he'd been through it already, like, why would you go on that show? I always want to, like, add a little bit. There's a couple of people who, like, were divorced and came into the show. Basically, like, people who came with a lot of heartbreak. And my thought was, why are you here? This is, like, a recipe for more heartbreak. Like, I don't get it. But I guess all I have to say about both of them is, yes, it seems as if Colleen really needed validation and took a yes from whoever would give it to her, which was something, I think, I don't know, was just really sad because she just needed to know her worth and I could tell that the decisions she made were out of a place where she just wanted somebody to tell her she was like great and then for um, Matt I I wonder if he's just longing so much for love after like a heartbreak that he went on with it he allowed himself to also be with somebody who didn't really add a lot of depth but was just simply there to stay with him yeah I just, well, they ended up getting married as well. Wish them the best. Yeah. But I do feel like both of them are pretty insecure people. Mm. And that's almost like what brought them together. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I hope they learn a lot <laughs> from like each other. Will. Maybe grow with each other. I don't think every, like, I, I there's, maybe this is a good a good time to introduce the three A's. Like, I feel like if these three A's come in your relationship, then yes, leave. But if not, I feel like there's always potential that for a couple to grow. The three A's are um, abuse, um, adultery, and addiction. I feel like if those are in a relationship, I'm like, this is not going to go well. Okay, so let me tell you something. I was really, like... I saw red flags waving, dude. When he got mad. When he got mad. And I was like, dude, you're not okay. Like, you need a lot of therapy. Not, like, in a judgment way, but mostly, like, I can see you're hurt. Do you remember that scene in the hotel? Yeah, I do. When, like, okay, so there was a scene, guys, where the girls went out to, like, a club or something. And then the Matt was looking for Colleen. And he was just like, I'm not marrying her. And, like, he runs away. He runs away. I'm like, why does that sound weird? No, that sounds weird. I feel like he's the type of guy who runs away from any sort of conflict or assumption of cheating or any of that. And just, like, his rage really scared me for her. Yeah. And it just confirmed, like, you have a lot of things to work through. Absolutely. I actually heard there were some people who, there were some claims or people who were afraid that Colleen was hiding maybe some sort of abuse. Like, if there was domestic abuse. Yeah, there was assumptions, of course, this show. You know, like, I'm sure there's, like, a lot of assumptions. And that one just was pretty huge. But I guess it made me just stop and think because those are the rage and the very 180 in emotions. Like, it, it could be something that Colleen should... I think it should be something she thinks about, wonders if... This can get out of hand. What would that look like? Do I feel afraid right now? I felt afraid for her, dude. I was yeah. like... And this is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like she's insecure to the point where 
she is the type to blame herself like oh he's mad because of me and like mm. it's like no girl like he has his own stuff going on this is nothing about you i started listening to justin bieber again Ooh. side note oh my gosh what song <laughs> everything I, i'm a believer again me too but wait weird but wait, let me tell you it's because we started listening to justin bieber remember no remember how i put mistletoe <laughs> at work she came to visit me at work and i was like i just feel like justin bieber but but let me tell you something i listened to his song love yourself yeah and i feel like that's for her and you should mm. go and love yourself okay. yeah yeah anyway dude colleen this one's for you go love Cue the music <laughs> and matt go love yourself too yeah we got two more couples people okay let's go Second to last, Zayn Cole. Oh my gosh, guys. Woo! This couple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot going on. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so much, like back and forth. You're like, I'm on his side, but then there's other moments where you're like, wait, but Zay has a point there. And you're like, but that is just bad on both ends. And it was really. Oh my gosh. Dude. Dude, where do we start? What do you Let's think? Let's start with both of who they are. Okay. Cole is this white, handsome guy. Blue-eyed, mm-hmm. brunette hair. Mm-hmm. He's goofy. He's silly. But still kind of deep. Has a deep side. Yeah. And then Zay is... What's her ethnicity? Zay, I think, is Middle Eastern. Okay. She is a flight attendant. Yes. She is basically, to me, like, in the beginning, came across as, like, this boss lady. Like, she is... She has her life together... She's very mature. She's, she's in her thirties. A lot, yeah. yes. There's an age difference. I think he's 26. She's 30. Or like 31. Yeah. Or 31. So there was also like she seems to be like also she went through a lot, and maturity tends to just exponentially grow when you've been through, um, a lot of pain and difficulties. Like so her parents passed away. Both her parents passed away. So I would say like even though she's 31, she's probably thinking like a 40 year old. She's just have had she's had to go through a lot but also here's my analysis when you have had your two primary caregivers the people that have are supposed to bring the most stability in your life leave regardless of it being like a death it's not like they wanted to leave but they they still left like that causes a lot of anxiety um I'm sure Zay had to learn quickly that people leave and maybe that's why in the relationship I notice she's very hyper aware of threats to her or to the relationship. I have an example. I don't know if we want to go there quite yet, but like this was a good example of how she's already trying to decipher. Are you going to leave me? Oh, go for it. Okay. There's a one scene there's one scene where they already saw everybody and Colleen was somebody that um <laughs> keep forgetting her name. What's his name? Cole? Cole. Cole. Cole was it like interested in and found her very beautiful. Um Zay was pretty insecure about that and asked him to rank. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. Like rank people. Already her asking for that, no matter what Cole would have said, it wouldn't have been beneficial to her. Because if he said she was a 10 out of 10, he w- she wouldn't have... I think she was too insecure to believe it. And if and what he did say was that she was a 9 out of 10 and then Colleen was a 10 out of 10. 
although that was so crappy like I, I still don't think he should have even answered that but it showed that she was already trying to control like is he leaving me or not like little hints for her like are you going to leave like she almost needed some sort of like information or like because she's looking for threats to the relationship she's very hyper aware she would be very hyper aware of his mood and then immediately assume that it was a threat and i think it all stems from her having people leave her life so early that she's already like her mind's already like are you gonna leave i agree with that i 100 percent agree with that and i just feel dude one thing that i wanted to kind of dive into is the fact that she's more of like a serious deep person she can be fun and we saw that throughout the show but i think in a relationship she desires maturity and leadership mm-hmm. and cole i don't think his age is like he's 26 dude like you're you're like a man like come on yeah i think for her his personality and his goofiness was just very um too like too immature for her yeah and i know like as an audience we were going back and forth with like being on zay's side or Cole's side, or neither, or both, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I truly feel like they're not for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, they didn't say yes at the altar. If anything, she, like, really shot Rocked him down him. <laughs> Yeah, at the altar. But I think he needs someone to embrace that goofiness in him. And I know there's girls out there that would have a lot of fun with him. And that yeah. they can be deep together and still, like, mess around. And Zayn needs uh, someone, I think, who is older than her and who has their life a little more put together because she had an issue with Cole even being, like, messy. And I don't know. I want to say this, too. Like, I think... Let's talk about self-sabotage. Um, I feel like the only reason... At least I think. The only reason Cole saw even Colleen as, like, a desirable person when she was around and like had second thoughts is because before they even all met zay was being passive aggressive towards cole kind of a debbie downer but i think that again roots from her own past and could it be that he saw colleen from afar and was like she there's no problems attached to her and when you're in a relationship that has a lot of issues it's not really that that person is better than i don't think it was that colleen was better than zay it was more of like he thought of zay and thought like how down he was and like how they weren't really that compatible and then looked at colleen and she's like from afar there's nothing to attach her to like there's no issues almost it's easier to idolize a person and it's like she brings up this light and it's like oh i'm attracted to that but the self-sabotage comes in with like i think zay's fear of him of not being good enough for him made her be hyper like aware of all these little things like i felt like if she was more like at ease and secure in herself maybe he would have been so content like so happy around zay that he wouldn't feel like somebody else brings this like light yeah um I do want to add, though, I feel like I've been on Zay. I do I do want to say that throughout the whole series, I was a lot more mad at Cole because I think Zay, Zay um, needed somebody who was 
aware of her just her her fears and was super gracious about it and was all like willing to be accommodating and like show up and and give her validation and I think Cole was just not doing that and I think in love I think I think the most beautiful thing is how we see the wounds that our partner carries and are super gracious towards it and go even maybe even above and beyond to reassure them that like you're not going to hurt them like that but she didn't get that I I felt like if she would have gotten that it would have definitely like reduced her anxiety but he kind of increased it by his by his like he was kind of unstable to me like back and forth I think you're so great and then like I'm having second thoughts and it was just like too unstable for Zay and it just made her like yeah it just made her I think feel very insecure I feel like they really pressed on each other's triggers yeah like on their wounds yeah they were not compatible at all I also don't agree with her 100% on like how she approached Cole at the wedding to express how he made her feel because again we didn't see a lot like a lot isn't seen right but I feel like she comes off to me as an impulsive person and almost like wanted to punish Cole for any little thing that he made her feel and you guys should watch that scene. Look it up on YouTube or something. But that was rough, dude. I actually felt really bad for Cole. Yeah, I... Okay, I'm just going to finish off with this for this couple. Okay. I heard this, actually. The therapist said this about Zay. Zay said when they were telling each other at the wedding their vows, and then she told Cole how awful he was <laughs> to her, Zay mentioned... Uh, you what is it you wrecked my self-esteem or something like you at like i forgot the exact words but something in that like in that realms and the therapist was like how could he wreck something you never had (laughs) dude when you told me that i was like bombed period and i felt kind of like okay like i think a lot of people were on zay's side but like but guys, we our insecurities, if we don't take care of them, like we can vil- villainize other people and make ourselves feel like it's because of them and all that because like but really it's because we're insecure and we don't want to face the fact that like our insecurities hurt other people. And that was just something that I was like, dang. But I want to add that we all have insecurities, all of us. And I think if we're in a relationship, like, it is okay to be aware and honest. Like, these are my insecurities. And how your partner responds to that is, like, going to tell you so much about them and, like, how this will work. Like, it's okay to come into the relationship with that. I just feel like... I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, Zay doesn't need to become perfect. I think Zay just needs to be aware of them and find somebody who's going to really love her through that. She doesn't need to, like, no, none of us are ever going to become these, these perfect, uninsecure people. Like, we just need to find those that, like, will be kind towards them. But we also need to work on ourselves to not make it unfair for them. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I agree. And also... I'm really glad that they didn't end up together because I had a fear that they were going to get married. And I was like, 
Because yeah. I was a little confused. I was like, I really don't know if they're going to say yes or no. But spoiler, don't get married. Um, Last couple. what you said, Steph, because I agree with all that. Last couple. What was the <laughs> last couple? Oh, my gosh. Nancy and Bartiz. Yeah. It's kind of funny because this article says the most chaotic Nancy and Bartiz. <laughs> really? I would have switched those. Honestly, I agree. Okay, what do you have to say about them? So Nancy is a Hispanic girl. She's also in her 30s. Um, Bartiz, is he black or Mexican? He's, he's also black. mixed. Oh, oh, duh. He's yeah. white and black. Um, just want to give you like a little background on them, I guess. Yeah, so Nancy, I could tell too, like she has a desire to be married, have kids. She even said it on the show. She wants like 10 kids, huge family. Mm-hmm. And then Bartiz, um, I don't really know where he stands actually with all that, but he was like a family man, yeah, family man, but really high um, self esteem. So kind of felt like I don't even know self esteem. No, not no. high self esteem. Ego. That's the right word. Ego. Honestly, dude, I liked him in the beginning. I was like, this guy is fun. He's sporty. He's easygoing. And then as the show progressed. I grew to dislike him because I was like, you're kind of weird, not in a good way, because I felt like, what did I feel? I think he, <gasps> I know what I feel. Go. Yeah. He's the type of guy who wants to be with someone. What is that word you shared with me a while back? It's all for the looks, appearance. Yeah. But like, there's a word for like couples. Oh, I can't think of it right now. But he's like that. Like, he's the type of guy who wants, like, an amazing-looking girl just to show that off. But I feel like doesn't really care about the depth. Yeah, I I got a... Uh, hmm. If you notice throughout the, ser- throughout the yeah, series, he is very much... He desires validation. He, like... I think likes Nancy to begin with because Nancy validated him a lot. Like, you're my man. You're all that, you know? And then even moving forward, I'm like, Nancy, I think you like to be with Bartiz because you you love to serve people and you love that you get to serve him in this way. It was weird. It was a weird um, couple dynamic. That's it. Um, but by what you were saying, with that validation, like, he cares so much what other people think of him. What other, did I say that right? What other people think about him. So appearance, image, all that is like so it's like one of his top priorities because he cares how he appears to other people. And what made me really sad is like he I think felt like he was thinking about how he looked next to Nancy instead of like just focusing on who Nancy is. Like he really was hyper focused on her appearance and not feeling that attracted to her. And it was honestly really sad. It was really sad, and I feel like I grew angry towards Nancy, too, because there were many moments where Bartise would say stuff about other girls and how they're beautiful, and, like, he ended up, like, being, um, like, attracted to, what's her name? Oh, Raven. To Raven, because, so Bartise is super fit, she, um, Raven is super fit, we said she's a Pilates instructor, and that's what I mean, like, he just wants the look, like, we look like the couple, and mm-hmm. I feel like he was even vocal to Nancy about that. 
and would say like yeah raven i feel like she'd be more my type who i'd approach like at a bar or restaurant and i feel like he said that one too many times to nancy to where i feel like nancy just kept taking the punches and you could tell like on the show dude her eyes are so sad Mm. and that's where like i saw the insecurity in her too of like that she still stayed. She still stayed after that. Where did I say that? I don't know if I've said this before, but remember how I mentioned we accept the love we think we deserve? Yes. And I feel like for her, that's exactly like almost I feel like she had the mindset of I need to prove myself. Mm. And that made me really sad because I was like, had it been another girl who was super sure of herself, she would have been like, dude, then go yeah. for Raven. Yeah. Leave me alone. Like, I agree 100%. They would have left a long time ago. And she just stayed and took it. And I don't know. I feel like in Bartiz's head, he was being honest. And his intention was not to hurt her. But it was more of the intention of like, that's the girl that I'd want to go for. But you've shown me otherwise that we have a real connection. But in a way, that's almost like a backhanded comment mm-hmm. of like, I don't know. He I, just really, I feel like, was mean to her. Yeah. And I think... Although, like, some people value, like, they... I've heard some people like that, the honesty. Some people like the brutal honesty of, like, yeah, that person's attractive, whatever. I personally don't think that it's beneficial to... There's some things that you shouldn't be thinking or letting linger in your thoughts. Like, for instance, with Raven Kane, you committed yourself to Nancy. So if that thought came that she's attractive and stuff, if you made a commitment, I would not like let that thought linger in your mind like you have to let it go like when you make a commitment with somebody sure you're still human and you still notice these things around you but you choose what you set your mind on and and what you where you let your heart like go um and you should choose your partner like (laughs) Yeah, yeah i agree and even raven like there was a point where I think she was being interviewed and they were asking her about her interaction with Bartiz. And even that's where Raven, I was like, she's so committed to SK because Raven was like, he's attractive. Like Bartiz is attractive. But I remember in the pods, like we didn't have a connection. Mm -hmm. And there was literally a scene in the pods when they were together. And she was like working out, doing jumping jacks while Bartiz was talking. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, she's She's not not interested in this guy. (laughs) No. Yeah. I think she was bored. (laughs) honestly like their wedding Bartiz and nancy like that was super chaotic as well nancy said i do he said no dude i literally was like nancy don't say i do no no girl no she did and (laughs) he did not and her family got involved and it was a mess and it was i feel like even then she was hurt in the end but i feel like even when they went aside and talked to each other outside of like the reception i feel like she still wanted to fight for it and i was like girl yeah i was like no i just nancy nancy if you're listening <laughs> if you're listening to this like you're better you're so much better than that i should send you you're not gonna listen to this so i'm gonna send you an email but <laughs> just kidding well, you should send her. dm her yeah i almost want to like i don't know like sometimes i want to shake people and be like hey like, you are so... You deserve more than this. You know what makes me sad? That I could tell, dude, that she has a fight in her to fight for what she loves. But what's sad is that Bartiz does not. Mm-hmm. 
and you could just tell he just never cared for her in this on the same level and honestly looking back to like when he would say hurtful stuff to nancy of like oh she's like so attractive and a girl that i'd go for and but you've shown me otherwise i feel like that was his ego talking of like like i i picked you but i could have had her i don't know that's i'm sick of talking about him i was gonna say one more thing but (laughs) yes but you know what we're not gonna give him that much time because bartiz go and love yourself yeah (laughs) anyway okay well no you know what i think bartiz also to me like guys with i'm like this with everybody i just feel like you just see these clear um wounds in people and you see this is why this show is intriguing you see how they come out and how we hurt each other if we don't do the hard work of getting to understand who we are and um even with Bartise, like there is some compassion of like somehow you believe that like you're only worth what you look like what other people think of you and that is exhausting that will change every day and i'm sure internally he's exhausted so i hope he finds peace like i hope he finds a sense of like self-worth that is not constantly moving on the what people think period well um much love to the love (laughs) to the love is blind (laughs) cast (laughs) we hope that um you all find love yeah (laughs) Well, yeah, that's all we got to say. That's all we got to say, guys. But thank you for listening and staying till the end. Yes, we hope that you also learn a little bit from this. We hope you find good love, too. (laughs) But love is blind. Love is blurry. Love is... What are all the things? Love is um, blindsided. (laughs) That's what Nancy said in the reunion. (laughs) But love is worth it, so. Love conquers, baby. Yeah. Okay, that's all we have to say. Bye. Bye.